Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. And boy, this studio has seen a lot of losing today. Yeah. It's Can we, today. Let's blame Matt Eberflus for this, too. It's his fault. Uh, Hawks lose 6-1 to the Red Wings. And uh, boy, it's uh, I would say that's probably an accurate representation of how the game went. It was, you know, if this game mattered, I'd be more upset. But I think this what we saw tonight was the the Blackhawks players who are likely headed to their junior squads, likely headed to Rockford, they were the ones, unfortunately, having the biggest impact on it in a negative way. Um, Jackson Stauber, rough night in net. Some of those goals, not really his fault, but some of them you, you, you would like to have back. Yeah. Um, Paul Ludwinski, rough game. Um, you know, I, But I will say, though, credit to a, a guy like Colton Dock. Credit to a guy like Gavin Hayes. They had some positive impacts uh, in the game. But, yeah, I mean, it's just <clears> – <throat> it's a preseason game where, you know, this this is one where you, you look at the tape and you learn from mistakes. And for, for the guys that put some of the bad stuff on tape, you, you hope to learn from it and, you know, improve on it and have a good junior year. Yeah. Uh, first of all uh – Ira says this is the second time I'm on his TV today, so you're having a really bad day. Uh, <laughs> that, but that's on you. You could always change the channel. But don't do it. Not now. Don't. Yeah, don't do uh, it. But, Too late. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much you can – there was some ugly, ugly hockey, but it's third, third of four – third three of, of six. three six, of six preseason yeah. games. All three preseason games have been rather – Pre-seasoning? Bad, bad hockey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's what you expect this time of year. Now, you get into the last two games where you're going to see more of the lineup. Yeah. You don't want to see the mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, there are a lot of teachable moments in tonight's game for guys that are going to be here. I think Connor Bedard had some teaching mm-hmm. moments. He looked human out there. It was quite obvious that that the weird-looking Derek Lalonde was, uh, <laughs> was uh, <laughs> focused on – don't let number 98 beat us. They did a really good job defensively against him out there. For the most part. And then, well, yeah, well, it took them to basically put Simon Edmondson's jock and strap in the rafters. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that was fun. Try not to let that happen again. And then, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but, like, you stop trying to – Make Taylor Radish score a power play, go and shoot the puck. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. we'll start the show with Bedard, but before we do, want to remind everybody, uh, make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. We've got uh, what 120 people watching so far, and only 33 likes. So we have 120 watching. We should have like 120 it. likes to like it. become part of the routine. You click on it, and the first thing you do is smash that like button. And if you're like me and have several YouTube accounts, feel free reveal your burners to like it from all of them. <laughs> I've got my CHGO. Gmail. I've got my other Gmail. I've got my Homewood Baseball and Softball email, and I've got the nice. Fat Podcast email. That's four likes for the video every show. <laughs> so there likes. you go. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So get in the habit of uh, of hitting that like button. It helps us out big time. And if you're a podcast listener, make sure you're following. Uh, turn on those notifications and uh, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But yeah, let's start with Bedard. Um, like we said, had some moments, another jaw-dropping yeah. uh, stick-handling play. Got a nice chance late, set up beautifully by Colton Dock with a really nice touch pass. Yep. Um, kind of just ran out of room to get the shot off he wanted. 
but still got a good yeah. shot on goal. But the Red Wings were definitely focused on him and not wanting to be embarrassed by him. And um, I think we all agree, and, and Greg, you just said it, like, stop trying to force the puck to the veterans. You are the power play quarterback for a reason. You have the best shot on this team. Yes. Taylor Radish showed you why you shouldn't keep trying to pass it to Taylor Radish. Missed yeah. the net a yeah. bunch tonight. Duffed a puck as well. Like, I get it. You want to be a team guy, but when you're losing and you're on the power play, shoot it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shoot it. Yeah. yeah. And it's a I, teachable I, moment. I hope it's not uh, deferring to veterans because, let's be honest, now that Kane and Taves are gone, there are no veterans on this team that need deference. No. Right? There's no one here that's like, I am this person and I had need to get mine. Yeah. Especially Taylor Radish. Nothing against him, but he's 23. 24, right? right? Like and, he's, he's, and he's had one full NHL season. Yeah, he's far yeah. from somebody with skins on the wall. Yeah. There's no, no one on this team that, that, that he should be deferring to. I'd, he's the guy. And I think everyone on that team, every teammate is probably looking at him like, dude, shoot it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put my stick down. Yeah. Don't pass to me. Shoot. I'd like to think it's Bedard trying to be creative. Because when I, I feel like when when hockey players have that level of skill, they want to tap into it. They want to be like, well, I have the ability to throw a beautiful cross-ice sauce pass right on the tape for my teammate, so I want to try and do that. For Bedard, though, you also have arguably the second best shot in the NHL before you've even, even played a regular season game. Use it. Yeah. You're on a five-on-three. Look at all the space you have. Rip one, kid. Like... Go for it. It's a preseason game. Just shoot. No one's going to be mad like, at you. No, yeah, no one is going to be if, upset if, if Connor Bedard scores if, a power if, play if goal. If Taylor Radish is pounding his stick, yelling for the puck, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, seriously. I, I, I'd like to think it's him trying too hard yeah. to be the teammate. Just that, that'll shoot change. it. That, that'll change. You know, and, and again, tonight, it's not thing like so many guys have never played with each other. You know, yeah. guys that have, are playing their second game in as many nights. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's fine. Like, There's nothing fine. in this game that worries me. No, not at all. Uh, and there's nothing that we're going to remember by the time these two teams meet again Tuesday night at the United Center. Definitely nothing we're going to remember when the puck drops on the regular season uh, October 10th. So the two most important things that come out of this game, nobody got hurt. And... Yep. We're one day closer to the regular season. Yeah. Check, it? check another day That's off all the calendar. matters at this point. Uh, a successful preseason game is not having what we saw in Minnesota last night. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hurt, we do have an update on Samuel Savoie, who, if you missed it last night, uh, was structured off the ice. He had surgery on his femur uh, today uh, yeah. out indefinitely, but they said they expect him to make a full recovery. So, not good. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't give a timeline, but I would imagine – yeah, a surgery on a femur bone is not something you bounce back from very quickly. No, I saw someone on the uh, the interwebs uh, with a medical background saying a rec- rec- full recovery for from a broken femur is six to eight months. So Sheesh. his season, he's not playing this year. Six months would be April. But on the plus side, I guess, like ha- I mean, breaking your femur is terrible. But I guess having a clean break of a of a bone is a lot 
is better than yeah. you know blowing out a knee ligaments and stuff ligaments, yeah stuff like that or or so you know it's gruesome it's gonna be a tough road to recovery but i guess it could be worse yeah well let's just hope that I he's mean, uh he's young enough where bones should heal pretty quick quickly yeah and yeah, strong yeah. and so hopefully by this time next year we're you know ready for him to you know go to rockford and play professionally yeah it's just it's such a it's such a sucky literally break for him because he was going into uh you know an opportunity in gatineau to have an elevated role um and it's just it's it's really hard to to lose a full year of of hockey when you're 19 he was you know in in the running uh, to you know, be considered for Team Canada at the World Juniors, like he was at their their summer. Uh, uh, they didn't do a camp, but he was at their summit over over told, the summer. He told us that was one of his biggest was, goals yeah. of the season was making that team. So yeah, it sucks. so it's that's rough for him, but uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, he's he's got time for recovery now. So isn't yeah. the femur the thickest bone in the body too? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. The biggest bone. I, in I know I've heard before. It's supposed bone. to be the worst one to break in terms of pain. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you could hear him screaming yeah. on the ice yeah, last night. Yeah. It was just brutal. Uh, my concern is, like, beyond the medical recovery, you mentioned it. You know, being 19 years old, your chance to play for the World Juniors, you feel like you're doing it, and you lose that opportunity, like the mental toll yeah. that those sort of things can take. And the kind of style that Savoy plays, you don't want him to be coming back and, like, being hesitant or being afraid and look like it's natural. Mm-hmm. You go through any injury that major, and you're going to be a little bit hesitant to play the way you've played. And the way, you, you know, the reason he got hurt was because he was going hard to retrieve a puck hard, and finish yeah. a check and just lost his feet. So it's it's scary, um, but it seems like the Hawks are optimistic about his future. So um, he seemed, I, just hope, I just hope he's doing it right mentally. He seems like a guy that... Uh, that probably shouldn't have any any uh, reservations about getting back out there full speed. He's a young kid. He's he's got that you know, he's got that personality. I think he'll be okay. He's got plenty of time to perf- perfect that mustache now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he needs a lot of work on that. Rest, rest up and <laughs> grow the mustache. He's got six to eight months. That might take longer <laughs> than the femur recovery uh, to grow that thing to full to full length. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. Uh, I saw somebody on the chat say, like, people are freaking out over Bedard. I don't think that's happening. I mean, look. No. He's not going to have three points every game. It's just. Why not? It's not realistic. I, Connor, Connor McDavid doesn't do that at the peak of his powers, mm. right? Like, what you like to see is there were still those moments where he was clearly one of the best players on the ice, um, making really nice, you know, once again, dancing around NHL defenders mm. and and generating chances. It's and look, I picked him for uh, who's my hawk, and I won. So I think he had a great game personally. <sighs> really as as Mario mentioned last night, we probably do have to come to some sort of rule about Bedard in the game. Yeah, maybe like limit him to once a month selection or once every two weeks or something. <laughs> yeah, Bedard, if you pick Bedard, uh, all his points are are nuked by a half. So a goal is half. one, yeah, and a sim- assist is a half a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I I don't think there's any reason to truly worry. I think when we when we talk about like okay, we want to see things these things be different from him, shoot more, be more assertive. It's not a it's not a concern. It's just observation it's, it's yeah. an observation and it's it's a desire to see 
a guy who has that level of, of skill use it, you know? As Geoist uh, puts in our, uh, says in our chat, points out, he provided the screen on the goal. He did. So you love seeing, you know, your high-skilled player recognize a chance to just go to the net and provide the screen. And that was a really nice shot by Crevier. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's one of those guys that we, we don't, never we, talk we about We don't him. talk about him when it comes to the prospects. And he played the full season in Rockford last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get an elevated role. There's some potential there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not – I don't know if he's ever going to – be a regular NHL, but NHL player, but there's potential. There's a chance. He's not a stiff out there. Mm-hmm. He's not, I know his, his brother's going to come find me now. He's not Victor Svedberg. <laughs> you know, that guy was a stiff and a plug. Yeah. He was just really tall. Kremi has got some He's talent. Got some he game skates going. pretty well for a big guy. Not as good as Alex Vlasic, but maybe one day, you mm-hmm. know, and that reach is a weapon. It can be. Yeah. And he showed off that he's got a real nice shot. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on him in Rockford this year. See where he goes. We never, we never talk about them. And Philip Roos is another guy we never seem to talk about. Yeah. And he played he had, okay he had tonight. Power play one opportunities. Yeah. I mean, they seem, those guys seem like bubble AHL, NHL guys. So I, th- and I think their ceiling is kind of capped at being that or being a seventh NHL defenseman, I think. So I just think that there's other guys that we focus on. But when they have good games, call them out for sure. Like Crevier had a, had a decent game. I think he's going to be a and guy right-handed. that – handed He is, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's like, a, like a pot of gold at the end of the ring. Really? It is. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be a guy that's going to push guys like Del Mastro and Allen – uh, and whoever else out of the young defensemen that get the short straw and go to Rockford, he's going to be a guy that pushes them for minutes when they get to Rockford, which will be a, a good thing for the, for those players as well. And it's good for him too. It, it's it all breeds competition. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if he's if he's a better skater than Svedberg at the same size and with a better shot, I think his prospects of reaching the NHL at some point are are pretty decent. Uh, Matt, with a good observation, says tonight's game was almost as bad. It's a tragic blue man group accident that took Entwistle's family from the earth. Yeah. My yeah. God. You're right. It was almost that bad. It was almost. There was a lot of paint everywhere. All right, night. be in peace. So yeah. much paint, so much toilet paper. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> tragic stuff. Yeah. Uh, Windy PVC City Hockey pipes. with a $2 super chat says, is Vlasic going to get a call from player safety? I hope not. I don't I hope think that so. Was, that shouldn't have been a major. I'm sorry. That was two no. large people colliding. Vlasic was clearly trying to avoid the contact. Yeah. That's what happens when you got two guys that have a combined 10 feet of leg going at each other. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a lot of leg. And uh, there was big one more super men chat. Slapping knees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meaty knees. Slapping meat knees. Uh, Nate says, what are your guys' thoughts on Del Mastro and Kaiser tonight? Where do you think they are on the organi- organizational depth chart after tonight? Let's put a pin in that because Kaiser especially is something we want to talk about in the next segment. But first, we're going to tell you about our friends at Fubo. Yeah. Cable is too expensive. Ask your uncle. He'll tell you over and over. I'm tired of paying these Jagoffs, all this money. I need a cheaper option. Too damn high. Well, here you go. Fubo TV, 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device and watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. That's a good combination. 
Start watching immediately with a free trial at FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There is no contract. There is no cable. There is no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. You get 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, and you can watch your local teams while traveling. Their mobile streaming interface is so simple. There's no, like, you need to be in your home Wi-Fi to watch this. No, mm. just open up the app and watch your damn cable. That's how it should be. College football, Big Ten, NFL Network, Red Zone, Ryder Cup. That's not going so well from what I understand. Uh, it is over. Ah, well, yeah. next year's Ryder Cup. Team USA. And the uh, Euro qualifiers. which I'm, was over like three days ago. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's pretty much over day one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, next time. Next September. Go you can get them USA. Go get them in the Ryder Rolston Cup next <laughs> year. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, watch all your favorite sports with Fubo. Go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And if I have advice for our friends at Fubo, start advertising that picture-in-picture picture split screen of watching two, three, four games at once, mm. which you can do on Fubo. It's awesome. Quad box. So great, great, great feature there, especially during – uh, football and hockey season when mm-hmm. you just be watching everything that's on. It's yeah. great. Absolutely. Um, Fubo would uh, would definitely come in handy on a day like today. It was, you know, Bears football, Blackhawks hockey. You had the end of the seasons for the Cubs and the White Sox. And a lot of things going on. Uh, all, all of those things all of were bad. <laughs> all of those things can be remedied by a trip to the Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Want to forget about everything that happened today? Sunnyside has it. Uh, has what you need. They are your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. They have everything you need to elevate or forget your football season. No matter where you are in your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup are available. Sunnyside will help you with everything, and they have a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. Uh, it says, uh, talk about a Chicago athlete that has made you feel good. Um, uh, oof. I mean, Justin Fields, Fields was uh, had a Ryan fantastic good game back in the day. until his last throw of the game. He's a pudwack now. He is a pudwack. So, uh, I don't know. Justin Fields... Not Justin Erlacher. Yeah, uh, Justin know. Fields made us feel good. For, he did for three and a half quarters. He did, and then the coaches made us feel bad. Yeah, well, Sunny Psych, Sunny Psych can make you feel good again, uh, and they have tons of in-house brands available. They have the Mindy's, uh, the best tasting gummies and chocolate edibles around, created by James Beard Award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Uh, they got the good news, the high supply, the Floracal. Wonder, Remedy, and everything under the sun uh, that you can get under the sunny side that you can get to uh, expand and elevate your cannabis journey. Now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop and use the promo code CHGO25 at checkout. When you do, you're going to get 25% off of your total order. Uh, That code is one use per customer and is not stackable with other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code, CHGO25, at checkout. Uh, pick up everything you need to elevate your football and hockey seasons from Sunnyside. Must be 21 or older or an Illinois medical card holder. All right, so uh, before we get into the Wyatt Kaiser talk, we got to give you some roster news. Uh, Mitchell Weeks was released from his PTO and assigned to Rockford. And then later in the day, Antti Sorella, Marcel Marcel, Michael Tepley, and Nolan Allen 
were also sent to Rockford. So the Hawks training camp roster is now at 41 players, 26 forwards, 11 defensemen, and four goalies. I would expect probably a couple more moves either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, sending some guys uh, back to their junior clubs or to Rockford. Yeah. Um, but with Nolan Allen, who had been playing his offside defensively, that gave Wyatt Kaiser a chance to try things on the right side. And uh, I think overall, pretty decent. Uh, he ended the game leading all Blackhawks in ice time. Uh, he played 23-10, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended with three shots on goal. He was a minus two, but it was a 6-1 game, and he played a ton of the game. Right. Um, so it was interesting. They talked to him. Uh, during the first intermission of the game. And uh, Darren Pang said, you know, basically asked him, like, what's it like? Kaiser said, it's different. In the neutral zone, you're catching it on your forehand, not really facing the ice as much. If you're trying to attack, you're on your backhand. You have to recognize a spot you're in. Sometimes you have to punt the puck off the glass and play for another day. Earlier this week, maybe last week, I had the chance to ask Luke Richardson, as it pertained to Nolan Allen, like what made him the guy he wanted to play there, but he also sort of got into the advantages and disadvantages of playing on the offside. So if we could fire up that video, Stephen, of Luke Richardson, uh, that would be great. You've got Nolan Allen on the right side. What went into the decision to make him the guy to shift sides and what are some of the challenges you might face doing that? You know, there's advantages and disadvantages on, on your strong side and weak side. And uh, I think for him, I noticed him last year in the rookie tournament, we had too many lefties and he played the right side and he looked really good and he's a physical guy and I think physical guys probably maybe get more benefit out of that because when you turn and pivot to the wall uh you know I mean your stick is on the uh, as a lefty on that side you have you can cover more ground if a guy's going wide on you I I think it's uh, an advantage and if someone turns back you can flush the puck up the wall there's lots of advantages and even cut pucks coming up the wall um in the offensive zone, you can pull that off your backhand. You know, you have to work on it, but if you pull it off your backhand, you're automatically in, in a really good shooting position inside the dots. So there's advantages of it, and definitely as a young guy, he's gonna have to work at it at this level, but I think he's got the confidence to do that. Uh, he just looks like a hockey player. He just looks like he can pull, you can put him anywhere and he'll play, he's hard. I watched him in the rookie tournament, he blocks shots, he, he doesn't even grimace, there's not even a flinch in his face. Like he is, uh, a, you know, basically a man coming out of junior and now he just has to learn that nhl game does he have a shot this year to make the team um you know i mean i think just as much as probably any of the other young guys i think the other young guys have had more uh, experience so he may need some experience in the minors to start but you, you never know like you don't want to ever um you know kind of pinpoint a guy into a spot and and then they exceed that and then it uh, throws you a wrench i think just keep an open mind let them show us what they have. And that's Kraczynski down to Allen or up, and that's Velasic, that's Phillips, that's all of them. And Ruse, like they've all had uh, some experience with us here, uh, except Del Mastro and um, Allen coming in here. So I think we, we let's see how they measure up against the other guys in the exhibition games. That's Luke Richardson. Now that was September 22nd, so he is talking about the possibility of Noah Allen making the team. But what I wanted to focus on there was you know, the advantages and disadvantages of playing on the side. And, and what he said was when he was, when he thought Allen was a good fit on the right side, he said that he thinks a physical defenseman can handle it well because he'll be just physically stronger on the backhand to play the puck off the boards, be able to take the body when he has yeah. to in a jam, which makes perfect sense when you're talking about Nolan Allen. Now, Wyatt Kaiser 
does not fit that mold. It's not to say he is incapable of playing physical, but he is a puck-moving offensive defenseman. The advantage for him is he takes that puck off the board and he's immediately on his forehand and able to kind of navigate the puck through traffic a little bit better. He's got a better shooting angle. So it's interesting. It's noticeable and obvious that they are trying their damnedest to find somebody who can do this. Mm -hmm. I would say... Give Kaiser as many looks there as you as you can between now and the beginning of the preseason or the regular season because it feels like he's ready. Darren Pang was saying it. He's making this team in in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like there's I don't think he's getting sent to Rockford. And I think I like the idea of look, like in an ideal world, it would be somebody like Brent Seabrook, who is both physical and offensive. But you don't have that right now. Um so I think, for me, I would prefer somebody with offense on that because they're going to have more speed. They can close on an approaching player at the blue line more quickly. Yeah. Uh, the bigger concerns in the offensive zone. And once they get that puck off the boards, they're right there ready to add to the offense and quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the idea of Kaiser getting that spot. With, with Allen down in Rockford, I, I really want to see if Kaiser can do it. Yeah, I, I think if he can do it, that would be great. Um, a guy who can use his skating to kind of get out of the the more difficult situations than having to just rely on, you know, taking a taking a hit to make a play all the time. Um, I think though, because if you think about okay, their regular lineup, mm-hmm. you got Seth Jones and Connor Murphy are your top pair, second pair, yeah. right shot defensemen. So if if Allen could have worked out, it would would have been great because he could just play third pair minutes and probably be sheltered on his offside, but without Allen doing it, um, your other right-hand defenseman is Nikita Zaitsev, which, if you have to play him, okay. I think for Kaiser, if, if he's going to excel at that role, that's fine. If that's going to mean that you play less of Nikita Zaitsev and give Kaiser more of an opportunity, I think that's fine. I think for Kaiser, though, his his best situation is playing on his on his preferred side on the left and playing with a guy like Seth Jones. I, th- I think that's for him, his, his best situation probably to succeed. I think it's, it's great to see. And these, these preseason games are perfect for it. Tr- try anything, try to see if something sticks. And if, you know, if Allen's going back to Rockford, if, you know, Del Mastro's not going to play on his offside, if Kaiser's not going to be able to, to fill that role, you know, you have Zaitsev, you have Crevier, who's a right shot defenseman, you know, if, if, if you want to do that. Or maybe we see October 8th or 9th, who's on waivers as a right shot defenseman in the last cuts of NHL camp. Then we might have when, that conversation. When you, when you can get a guy like Jared Tenori last year where it's a known commodity. Yeah. Like this guy is a 6th, 7th def- NHL defenseman as opposed to picking up these busted first round picks right, that everybody right. wants us to get. Um <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, I think Kaiser and Jones, like you had the four forty four pair and the five fifty five pair. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are two those it's are aesthetically two pleasing. And those are the best fits for your young mobile yeah. defensemen to be in with guys that who are uh defensively responsible and as someone pointed out in the chat uh just a minute ago uh, no Jones and no Murphy, you notice when they're not. Oh, out yeah. There. Oh, yeah. So, like, 
you know, we I think we take for granted what those guys no, bring on a nightly sure. basis. And then when they're not there, it and you see, you know, the fire drills that happen in the in the, your own zone all night because you don't have that steady presence back there. Um, you mentioned this is the time a year to try things, and that brought up something I wanted to see a little bit during that five minute major Alex Vlasic. I would have liked to see Connor Bedard out there on the yeah. PK for at least a minute or two. Yeah, try it. A, you were losing, so why not go for go for a, a shorthanded goal? But the kid's proven that he could play defense. He's willing to play defense. Yeah. You want to be aggressive on the the, the PK this year. Mm-hmm. Connor Bedard out there with his smarts and his speed could get you two or three, four shorthanded goals. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Sure. Maybe it's not something they don't want to throw too much of them, too much at them, too fast. But I think at some point this year, I wanted, I'd like to give that a look. Yeah. Just because, you know, if it's, you know, a late game power play, you're down a goal, maybe seven minutes to go, you got to go on the PK. Put Connor Bernard out there yeah, for try it. half of it and see if he can, you know, get a breakaway. This would have been a good time to try it. Just put him out there for a minute. Because otherwise, he sat for five minutes. Yeah, like he, did, he wasn't on the. That's your best player. You got to figure out a way yeah. to get him out there. Again, preseason doesn't count, but this is the time. I would have thrown him out there for you know at least the last minute of that PK, and and give him a shot. I would have enjoyed that too. Uh, bad job by me, by the way. Uh, as we are going to do every game this year, uh, you guys, our chat, everyone listening, gets to vote on the four star of the night. Our candidates for this evening are defenseman Louis Crevier, defenseman Wyatt Kaiser, and goaltender Drew Camesso. A uh, very close race today so far. Uh, Louis Crevier in the lead with 38%. Wyatt Kaiser with 33 and Drew Camesso with 29 I do want to talk about Camesso a little bit, um, who came in cold off the bench after Jackson Staubert giving up five goals and, and really kind of stopped the bleeding for the Hawks. And it was our understanding at the beginning of the day that Stauber was supposed to get the whole game. Yep. Yeah. So to, like, sit there on the bench – as a young goalie, thinking like, all right, I'm not playing tonight. You know, you kind of maybe your mind wanders a little bit. Thinking about a Jets pizza. Yeah, I think about that Detroit <laughs> pizza sandwich that they keep advertising. Um, you know, well, no, you're in Little Caesars Arena. You're not. That's true. Jets yeah. Pizza. You're thinking yeah. of other awful Detroit pizza. Um, but yeah, he came out there. I, guess, I mean, it was the right move to give Stauber a break. You weren't doing him any favors out there. You know. Hard, it was hard to hang many of those goals against them, and, and, the, and it was a tire fire in front of them yeah. most of the night. That's also a move coaches will do to try and inspire their team, be like, hey, we've left this guy out to dry. Yeah. Like, pick up your game. So, yeah, Kamezel got out there, and, and was it 10 of 11 shots? 10 of 11. Like nine uh, of those shots coming. <laughs> I think that's been updated. Okay. So, five, it was five power play saves. Uh, f- okay. That, okay. Those numbers saves. did seem a little yeah. high when, when they <laughs> – Yeah. I was like, Wow. Espen also has uh, Louis Crevier as a for, as a center. So for what it's sure. worth, sure, sure, they're tracking the stats, but not Why the players not? so well. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been good. Camesso's two appearances this preseason have been pretty impressive. I two, liked what I two seen half games. It's encouraging. Yeah, yeah I, I think you know the the situations he's been he's been put in. Both games have been thrown into the middle of the game, coming off the bench, and to give up. A combined two goals on let me do my math here twenty eight shots over you know two games like that's not bad no, for your first two tastes of playing a professional game um, that's not bad so I mean that that gives me some uh, some encouragement for him as he uh, likely heads to Rockford to start the season and 
get probably the lion's share of, of starts down there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I see from Camezo so far in, in the preseason and uh, excited to see what he does when games matter. Yep. Uh, another person we had an eye on in this one was Lucas Reichel. Um, won nine and lost seven faceoffs. So that's encouraging uh, after he had won like 13% in the, his first preseason yeah, game. Yeah, it was a little rough. Uh, won 56.3%. Uh, three shots on goal in this one. Otherwise, a pretty uh, a line full of zeros. He finished even. Um, you know, three shots, like I said, 16.31 of ice time. Um, not super noticeable, really good or bad. Um, there was one shift where he, it was right after that Bedard move shift the f- next shift Reichel had a really nice shift yeah he own. went out there and said okay I can I can do a little bit of that too yeah but I think early reviews of him playing center I was a little worried he might look like fish out of water kind of I don't know like fire drill-esque yeah uh, and he hasn't been he looks calm he looks confident and uh as Lebowski says he was quiet but in a 6-1 game it's not the worst thing for your second line center to finish even and not be noticeable yeah. uh, in terms of defensive lapses. Yeah. Sometimes in games like this, if you are watching and you're like, oh, hey, I forgot this guy's even in this game tonight. That's not the worst thing because it means you're at least not doing bad things to lead to, you know, six goals getting hung on you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Reichel, uh, he too is not going to have uh, an 82-game point streak this season. Um, but I think, you know, just getting, there's going to be some nights where he can jump out, have some flash, make a highlight real play. And there's going to be some nights where, you know, he's in a role now playing center where he might just have a game where he wins the majority of his faceoffs and plays defensively responsible. And that's all that's asked of him. Um, so I think that that's, that's fine. It's again, it's, it's a game tonight where if you're not making mistakes, it's a low bar to cross, but if you're just not making mistakes, that's that's kind of the, the, the win that you come away with it. So for Reichel to be, you know, quiet, have a, a good good flash here and there in this kind of game, that's that's fine. Like like look at the game scores uh, from tonight. The top three top four guys were Gavin Hayes, Colton Dock, Reichel, and Bedard. And if you watch the game, you'd say those were probably the, the four guys that were making the most happen on the positive side of things for the Blackhawks. Yeah, and Doc continues to impress and continues to look like he belongs. He's not going to make the team. He's going to start the year in Rockford, which I think is the right move. But, man, the more I see of him, the more excited I get. And I hope they keep him around, like, as long as they can. Till the last cut. I want to see him in a game against, like, actual NHL competition where teams are playing mostly their A team. And as the preseason goes on, the Hawks have three games left, including Tuesday, which we'll be on after. That's at the United Center, 7.30. Um, the later you go, the more competitive the rosters get. I really want to see Doc maybe play until the sixth game and get in there against true NHL competition and see how yeah. he does because he looks like he's right there. Yeah. He's, he's a spark plug out there, and, and that's what's going to get him you know, to, to stick in the league. Yeah. He's been impressive. Um, you know, I, I, my hope for him this year is you go down in Rockford and you 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 progress, you stay healthy. Yeah, that's my biggest concern for him. You know, he's he's dealt with some injuries the last couple of years. Go down in the AHL, do what you do, 
<clears throat> carve yourself out a nice little spot down there, top six roll. I don't think it's out of the question that <clears throat> he makes his NHL debut at some point this season. Yeah. Um, not saying he's going to be an every night player, but I can definitely see him being one of those guys that later in the year gets, you know, an injury call up, something like that, comes up, plays two, three games, and then yeah. goes back. Um, you know, it's nice to give those, those the rookies and, and the, the AHL guys just a little, like, reward. Like, yeah. Okay, you've been busting your ass all year. You're doing everything we want. Come on up for a game or two. Especially post-deadline, yeah. you know, when the Blackhawks will very likely be nowhere near, uh, you know, sniffing any kind of playoff chase or anything like that. Give those guys a – throw them yeah. a bone. And, you know, again, knock on wood, uh, the the, the – the Blackhawks were pretty good health-wise last year. Mm-hmm. They did not have to to do the Rockford shuffle very often last season. So hopefully that carries over this year, but you never know. So I think we'll see uh, Colton Dock in an NHL regular season game at some point this season. I hope so. Uh, there was a comment you had up there from Powers I wanted to get to there, Stephen. Um, he says, am I the only one not sold on Ludwinski? I personally have never seen the stuff that made him a high second-round pick. I like the guy, but what is he supposed to do? Bottom six grinder? Yes, that's the expectation for him. Also, he's not anyone they're considering anywhere close to NHL play. No. Two, three years, maybe at the at the best? I mean, Not every guy that they, that they pick is going to be NHL-ready when they're 20. Like, or an NHL player. Like, let's be honest. Sure, like, yeah. Drafts are crapshoots. Yeah. And anything beyond the top 10, you're kind of, you never know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not punting Paul, on Paul Ludwinski yet. Like, he's going to go back to Kingston. He's going to play a major role. He had some injuries last year, too. Um, but, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that is a high-motor, high-speed player. Um, you know, he's not a, not a dynamic goal scorer. He's not a guy that's going to know make highlight reel passes or anything but he's he's one of those guys where the the relentlessness into his game and the effort and the energy is is the big thing Mm. um and and he's you know he's a good kid like I think he's got a a, he's one of those guys where we talked about Kyle Davidson looking for character in you know high character in the draft Lewinsky fits that mold too so it's you know on the ice and off the ice matters I I think it's just some guys are going to take a few years some guys are going to play you know, two, three years beyond their, their draft year in junior before they make the jump. Like not every, not everybody wants they're eligible to play in the NA and play in the AHL makes the jump right away. And not every 20 and 21 year old, you know, who was a second round pick makes the NHL right away. Guys have different development paths. I, I think it's way too early to say Lodowinski is anywhere near bust or anything like no. that I, I don't think their expectations for him right after being drafted were no incredibly high either i don't think anybody said this is a kid that's going to be a future top line scorer for him. nobody said that and you know he's a guy that you know he's looks like a junior player playing in an yeah. nhl game the he's pa- got the, a, the turnovers he had tonight were very junior trying a little like even there are some drills like in the in the scrimmages they had earlier in the week he's just a kid that's trying too hard <coughs> i'm here in nhl camp i gotta prove i belong yeah i was a, a higher a higher round draft pick i gotta prove that they're 
sometimes you just got to get the mental aspect out of the game and just p- play your your game. And he's, he's trying too hard, I think, here, which is fine. It's natural. It happens a lot. Nobody was thinking, you know, Paul Lewinsky was going to be NHL ready this year. I don't no. think anybody's thinking he's going to be NHL ready next season. Um, he's a guy that's going to need some AHL time. He's going to need time that he needs to add some muscle and, and, and bulk to his. He's, he's got to become more firm. He's got to firm up. He's got to firm up. Right. And uh, <clears throat> But they've drafted him because of his skating ability. Mm-hmm. He's really good skater, really fast. Fits the mold, the Tyler Davidson mold, how he wants to play the game. Got to give him some time. Like, yeah, this game was rough for him tonight, but you could say that about – pretty much everybody on the roster like he's probably going back to the ohl you know tomorrow morning and he's he's gonna get you know back into his groove there and you know we'll keep you updated on how he's doing with our weekly rebuild report yeah Yeah, um we just got sent to luke richardson uh post game video steve and i sent it to you in slack uh maybe we can play that a little bit a couple people in the chat mentioning um could he be sam lafferty could Lewinsky be Sam Lafferty? Maybe. Maybe. Little, some like, speed. I'd like some to grit. shoot higher than that, but maybe. Yeah. I, it's just, you know, it's hard to, it is it is tough to look at these guys where they are right now and say, second rounder, I'm concerned. Because he was, you know, I I don't know. I'm not. I'm really not worried about Lewinsky. Because, again, I think of him as a guy who is somewhat far away from NHL play, and I don't think the Hawks think he's... Yeah, anywhere close. They're, they're taking their time, and like, look, it could be some people mentioned Oliver Moore and Frank Nazar. Those are different kind of players, mm-hmm. and they'll have any, the way they're going to play in the NHL is going to probably it's an easier transition because they're offensive players. They can score. They've got the the skill and everything. Where Lodwinski's more of a grinder type who's going to have to learn how to do that in the, right. in the at the pro level. So. Uh, nothing concerning for me there, but yeah, I mean, would you like him to be better? Sure. Yeah, that would be nice. No, no, no turnovers in a game is would be a great thing, but they're gonna happen. Or one would be fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just not the ones right behind your own net because you pass yeah. it backwards. Yeah, don't. When you see a guy right, don't do but that the, again. Teachable moments. That's a play. Yeah, that specific play. Where he decided to pass behind him to think it was Vlasic behind him. Try and do a drop pass behind the net. And he had a defender right all over his back. Instead of passing it up the boards where I think Kaiser was waiting. Those are teachable moments. I guarantee you that's going to be a clip that the coaching staff is going to sit him down and say, all right, this is the play you need to make going forward, and you you move on. You're never going to get yelled at for making the safe play. Well, it's it's almost like even with Bedard. It's almost nice to see him as humble as he is and as, you know, I hope I make the team and all those things mm-hmm. he says. We have seen him up until tonight kind of dominate, right? Yeah. First preseason game dominant, rookie game dominant, you know, all those sort of things. So this is the first time he's really kind of struggled through a game. Yes. It's the, good for it to happen now. That this was the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. that, like, he faced a team that was like, we're not going to let you beat us. Yeah, so, and they're never going to get him off the ice so, tomorrow. No, <laughs> even though they don't even have practice tomorrow. No, he's going to show up and he's, be like, screw you guys, there. I'm not going home. He's probably already there shooting pucks. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what Luke has to say. We're gonna We're working on getting that done for you. 
Uh, but before that happens, we want to remind you, although there's been better times to be a Chicago sports fan, right? Like things are not great right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still want to look good if you're going to a game. You don't want to be that put in like some generic Walmart T-shirt with nothing on it. You want to have a nice Hawks hoodie yeah. or a Bears hoodie that to match your paper bag. You know, you got to get those color <laughs> nice, coordination nice going. Brown Bears <laughs> and Foco is the place to do it. <laughs> get fitted out in the coolest and best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It is football and hockey season. That means you're going to want to bundle up eventually. 85 effing degrees out today again. But uh, eventually you're going to want those hoodies, those pajama pants, those slippers, everything you need to stay warm and cozy at a Bears game or right on your couch as you're watching the Hawks play. Uh, Foco also has awesome like bobbleheads and uh, decor for your man cave and she shed, which they've uh, donated some. You can see it on our set here. Great stuff. My favorite, the Hayden Wisniewski Immaculate Inning bobblehead, which... It's just flying off the shelves, from what I understand. They could have used a few of those the last week or two. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, Try to get yours before they sell out. Uh, Go to foco.com or click the link in our description below. And for all non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO for 10% off at foco.com. Yep. And, uh, you know, like I talked about in the first break, things to help you forget about the Chicago sports landscape besides Connor Bedard and the future of the Blackhawks. Uh, Goose Island beer. They will they will help ease your pains and uh, you know your worries about the landscape of Chicago sports with their tremendous roster of beers. Goose Island is the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and we love their roster of beers. You got the full pocket pills, the everyday beer, what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You got the family of beer hug IPAs. Uh, and, of course, the golden cans of 312, the wheat ale, the staple of their year-round beer roster. And it is officially October 1st, which means it is the 32nd day of Oktoberfest. <laughs> I, I, I'll have to ask Lucas Reichel about that. But Goose Island has amazing Oktoberfest beer to help you ring in the fall season. Grab all of these ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And speaking of Goose Island, it was flying out of the ice buckets today at the uh, CHGO Bears tailgate. Uh, had a great time before the game. Had a great time before the game. And then the game happened. (laughs) And then the game happened. Well, the fourth quarter I bet you there was a lot of Goose Island being drank after the game. Yes. Probably more. Yeah. So the tailgate was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks to everyone who came out and uh, supported us. Had a good time. Um, Hey, you know, it's it's part of the CHGO sports community that uh, that we are all building here. And uh, the, the, the tailgates and all the events we have are a great time. We have uh, two CHGO Blackhawks takeovers yep. happening uh, yep. this season, November 4th and March, or February 25th. Yep. Um, so if you want to uh, come out to those, a good way to do that and support us is to become a diehard. Yep. Go to allchgo.com to become a diehard. You'll save 20% on all of our events and merch, all that merch at chgolocker.com. You also get a free shirt or hat upon sign up that uh, February 25th game worked out nicely. That's the Chris Chelios jersey retirement 
as of now, that is sold out, but we are working on getting more tickets to that one. Maybe more. But plenty of tickets left. Not plenty. Some tickets left for the November 4th game against the Florida Panthers. Not only are you going to get the meet-up with us, go to the game with us, hang out with us, we're doing the game day experience at Fifth Third Arena. You're going to get That's a locker a room tour. Don't step on the carpet. Yeah, they better have it roped off. I bet you they do. Some pudwack is going to do a Skokes is going to roll around and <laughs> scoot his butt on the carpet like a dog with a with a with a butt problem. Uh, do not step on the carpet. Uh, you will get shivved by somebody. Um, but it's going to be fun. November fourth versus the Panthers, uh, Eastern Conference champions. If you forgot, hey. and that game day experience at Fifth Third is going to be something that we've never done before. Does that include a skate? I believe uh, it does. I am not injuring myself ahead of uh, a game or a meetup, but I'm be happy to watch you I, whirl I, around. I'm not going out there. You can't. No me. hell no. No no. What oh, what good could come from me? Or Greg. Social media content. Yeah, me breaking my back or falling down. I don't want to pull a Sammy Savoie there and break my yeah. leg. I have a credibility problem enough as it is already. Yeah, no. People don't need to see me flopping around you, the you, ice. You like could a, imagine what I would look like trying to ice skate. I don't need to prove it. Yes. Look, at nothing good comes from big people trying things. All you become is an internet <laughs> meme Except forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, before we wrap oh, up the be show, uh, Luke Richardson met the media after the game. We've not heard this. We don't know what he said. Apparently, there's no one there covering it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it's edited. He said he's he going to drop any dirty said, words. Don't let Jay and, and Greg skate on our <laughs> practice rink. Yeah, well, that's because he's hey, a good maybe, scout of talent. Maybe you guys can can play on the right side defense. You know, sure, I can take up space. <laughs> All right, All right fire it up. Go. Tough loss tonight. What are some of the positive takeaways that you Well, I think uh, you know, Alex Vlasic had a really good, excellent game. It's hard to say that about anybody with a 6-1 game, but he, he really skated, had good gaps, tried to play aggressive. Unfortunately, he just caught a guy on the knee and, and got tossed out of the game, but which hurt us. But uh, he was one of our only bright spots tonight. We really didn't give our goalie much help, uh, a lot of point-blank shots and goals. So... Uh, really not a, a good showing by any of us tonight. So uh, I think, uh, you know, back to the drawing board, and uh, that's what training camp's for, is to work out these kinks. And uh, But the effort level's got to definitely be way, way higher. On the power play, you guys work over six. How are you going to improve on that? You know what, I think uh, just... Obviously, different uh, combinations are feeling each other out, but I think we need uh, some more movement. We were a little stagnant tonight looking for that perfect play and uh, really resulted in nothing. So uh, we have to be a little more creative to make them move and uh, and then take our shots when they're there, and we didn't do that. Dickinson back in the lineup tonight. What did you see from him? Yeah, he was skating and competing. Another guy that probably showed a little bit of jam uh, out of our group, but uh, you know it, it was uh, his first game back uh, on the ice with the team in a while. So... Uh, you know, I thought uh, he gives us good leadership for sure, but uh, him just getting uh, himself uh, back into the playing mode. Uh, so he's just step one. So uh, we expect him to grow as well. And then your thoughts on Lucas Reichel's performance in the face-off circle? Yeah, uh, you know, Lucas uh, competed a little bit harder, I thought, there tonight. Uh, he's still got a long ways to go at this NHL level with his strength and working on that and, and just figuring out the, all the little tricks in that circle. But, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, coaches for that to help him out and show some pointers. Uh, but, you know, what I thought tonight uh, Lucas had some uh, good points and uh, some not great points, but I, I know that he's working on the face-off uh, circle, and hopefully that continues to get better. 
Your team hit out hit them tonight, twenty four to eleven. What do you what does that mean about the physicality? I, yeah, I think that was more at the end of the game when we got down and, and we showed, you know, some character to play hard in the third period, but uh, not hard enough. And, and and when you don't show up for the first part of the game, uh, it's hard. This team came to work tonight and, and we didn't and it, by the time we figured it out it was too late. Thank you. All right, thanks to the uh, Blackhawks for use of that video. We appreciate that. Uh, immediately shouting out Alex Vlasic, whose name I don't think we said today, and aside from the, knee uh, knee. the ejection and the knee-on-knee yeah. knee hit, he's clearly impressed Luke Richardson. Yeah. I mean, that's another guy that I feel confident saying he's making the team. Like, I, I, I think Kaiser and Vlasic are two guys that they haven't done anything to play themselves out of an NHL roster spot. And a guy like Isaac Phillips hasn't done anything to leapfrog him. No. And, and I think Korchinski is probably going to start the season there, too. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. And that's good. I mean, Vlasic was really good for Rockford last year. Did a lot of those things that the, the organization was looking for him to do. You know, they, they gave him power play time. They wanted him to be a little more aggressive in the in – the, uh, um, the offensive zone, he did that. So, yeah, I mean, we had all said Vlasic was the guy that's going to get the shot, mm -hmm. and he's made, taken advantage of it. Phillips hasn't done anything <clears throat> to warrant to be like, oh, my God, you got to send him back. It's just Kaiser's been better. Yep, yeah. no yeah. doubt about it. All right, we got to pay off our stuff. So, first, we're going to award the fourth star of the game. This one was a tight one. 36% say Louis Crevier. 35% say Wyatt Kaiser. 27% say That's Drew Camesso. One. So Louis Crevier, congratulations on your probably first Louis. and only. No, don't, let's not. Just, congratulations to the floating head of Louis Crevier. <laughs> <laughs> and sounds, sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> the floating head of Louis Crevier. <laughs> Thunder crash, yeah. werewolf sounds, Vincent et cetera. Price is in it. Yes. Uh, and speaking <laughs> of congratulations, you guys have anything you wanted to congratulate me on, or uh, uh, your cool Eddie Belfour sticker? That is cool. Yeah, that's pretty like cool. That. Yes, cool you won the tiebreaker because nobody. Yeah, had a, it doesn't matter. I won. Congrats, right. congrats won. on your shootout right. win. Thank you. Yes, I will take it. You got your wins. Yeah. I do have my wins. I'm about to you go on win. a three game heater and you're going to go on a tear. Yeah. I mean, it is cool winning Who's Your Hawk, right, Jay? <laughs> yes, it's, it's fun. fun. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of fun to get to play. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to get it to It is great. It, it's, it it's makes fun. you feel smart. Maybe one day you'll, you'll get to enjoy it. <laughs> you know who I'm picking next week? Conrad, Conrad Bedward. You get the first, you get the first <laughs> pick. Yeah, before we, before we make the amendments on how often you can pick him, I'm picking, I'm picking <laughs> three straight games. Yes, you should. Screw the you rules. absolutely should do that. <laughs> you absolutely should do that. That's what I did today. I said, "Screw it! I got to get on the board." Hey, I'm taking yeah, the there's no rule against it. Go for it. No, nope. yeah. absolutely. So you know, I we'll, we'll figure it out before Pittsburgh. Where are we on our uh, our Who's Your Hawk trophy? Did we have uh, make any progress on that? I, I, he's got to ship it. And he's not here tonight. Well, uh, he's trying to pawn off Ray Bork's shoulder pad. Yeah, Charlie has Charlie, Char Charlie, the big guy. No, I didn't oh, see no, that. He doesn't have your number. He didn't. He was going to add you to the group chat. He's going to give us. Uh, he's got an old Cooper helmet that we're going to decorate and wear when we get the when we win. Yeah. Who's your hawk? There, there he is. There he is. And then Charlie says, hey, "You guys want Ray Bork's shoulder pads?" Ray I'm like. <laughs> I mean, that's a cool thing, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm not going to try and put him on my fat ass. <laughs> no. But they're, for when he was in Colorado, so I suggested maybe we send that to, and they can hang it up. Just send him to DNVR, yeah, yeah. 
Though we're mad at DNVR today. Are is it? Are they like the the like nineteen eighties like? It's when he was cardboard. In yeah, so ninety. Yeah, but he probably eight. was still wearing some it's old probably, ones. They probably look nicer than Tyler Johnson's. That's true. Yeah, that he still has held together years. by duct tape and Just twine, sweat and yeah. pure will. We'll keep our eye on the mail for the Cooper helmet, but uh, yeah. So whoever wins the uh, Who's Your Hawk has to wear the helmet for the last leg. Three minutes of the show. Yeah, for, yeah. For or the attempt two anyway. If we'll have a crowning right. ceremony. The other, the other two could put it on. And <laughs> we'll get some. We'll get that, pull the hockey stick like we'll, a scepter. We'll get, we'll get that king music that we played last year. Da, 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 da. Um, maybe find like. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that'll or be, like that'll be or like uh, the King Harley Races theme song from the back in the day. Sure. Lots or, of options. Or, or pop and circumstance. That's public domain, isn't it? That's right. That I think be. so. Yeah. And Randy Savage used that song, too. Absolutely. See? Yeah. If he can, we can. Damn it. Yes. yes. All right. We're going to wrap things up. We are off tomorrow. Oh, Slim no. Jim's in here. Totally off. Sorry, tomorrow. everybody. Yeah. Uh, off day tomorrow for the Hawks. And for us, we're back Tuesday, post-game Hawks and Red Wings. Uh, 7.30 games. So 10, 15, 10, 20-ish usually is when we get on for post-game. Yeah. So Home game, right? Yep. Home game. Next okay. two are home games. Should be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Steven for producing. Again, thanks to the Hawks. And I want to thank uh, Charlie Romeliotis for uh, transcribing the Wyatt Kaiser quote for me. I Venmoed him 75 cents for his efforts. <laughs> nice. So a little, still, it still it cost you honor. more to send it to him. One more dollop of hair grease for Charlie. For <laughs> ah, there you are. <laughs> All right, we appreciate everybody being here. Smash that like button on your way out and tell a damn friend for us. We'd appreciate that. We'll talk to you Tuesday night on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.